Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's How Do We Fix It with Richard and Jim. Food and health. Facts Versus myths. The science moms. I thought, I literally thought that everything was going to kill my kid and I was really scared. And so um, I started blogging for this parenting site called Grounded Parents and really exploring the, um, the facts and science and evidence behind these issues. And I realized that living in fear in this time, really when our food system is the safest and most abundant it's ever been is just not a nice way to live. And so that's how I got fired up about this. How do we fix it? How do we fix it? One of our favorite topics here on How Do We Fix It is the battle between science and superstition. It's kind of amazing that in the 21st century, you still have to make a case for basic rationality, but you do. Our popular culture promotes all sorts of anti-scientific myths like astrology, conspiracy theories, or vaccine denial. Anti-science myths are bad, and they affect parents as well as the food their children eat and their health, too. Our guest is Coven Sinopathy, co-founder of Science Moms, a group that's working to dispel bad information and promote facts based on solid research. Sinopathy writes for Forbes and Slate, and a documentary about her group, called Science Moms, appropriately, came out last month. If you put into Google, what is a GMO? The first few Google results are bullshit. They're not science-based, they're not reputable sources, they're going to be websites that are sponsored by the organic industry to scare you about your food. If someone is talking about a synthetic chemical and calling it a toxin, you know they don't know what they're talking about and then you shouldn't listen to them anymore. Coven Sinopathy joins us via Skype from Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to How Do We Fix It? Hi, thank you for having me. So you said that Science Moms really started with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ex- explain this. It really did. It's a, it's an amusing origin story. The four other Science Moms and I, we all knew each other through the internet and or uh, in real life. And so um, three, of, three of us are scientists in the traditional sense and two of us are communicators. And we have always had this Facebook chat going. When we had realized that a group of celebrity moms, including Sarah Michelle Gellar and Gwyneth Paltrow, had spoken out in opposition to, quote, GMOs. And I have GMOs in quotes here for a reason. And Allison and Layla are just huge Buffy fans. So 
they were devastated. It was as if their hero had <laughs> had slain them. And so uh, we decided to write an open letter to these celebrities. And um, the Science Moms filmmaker came across that open letter, and that's how it all started. How was that letter received? We did not receive a response, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> from Gwyneth Paltrow or Sarah Michelle Geller. But um, it was well received, especially by the scientific and agriculture community. So we ended up having several hundred science parents sign on. So um, that letter essentially called for the celebrities to use their platforms responsibly. Tell me a little bit more about why you're qualified to talk about food and health. Anyone can be a science mom or a science dad or a science parent. So to your question, what qualifies us? We aren't really telling viewers of this film what to believe. Rather, um, we want to start a dialogue on how to think and how to search for the right answers and find out what's credible and separate that from BS, essentially. So how do you get fired up by this? Was it because you're a mom um, and you just felt that that moms like you, parents like us, um, are just fed a diet of, of unfortunate claims and hype? Well, I'm going to admit something to you guys. Okay. I, I rarely admit this. But um, I've always been really into science and communication, but I'm also a very gullible person. So <laughs> when I was a teenager, I would watch infomercials, and I would want every single one of those products. But... Um, it was really after I became a mom and I realized that so much of this fear-based marketing was targeted to parents, but moms especially, which is a bit sexist and, and that's a whole other um, can of worms. And I was terrified. I, I was terrified as a new mom. I actually had postpartum OCD, which is an anxiety disorder. I thought, I literally thought that everything was going to kill my kid and I was really scared. And so um, I started blogging for this parenting site called Grounded Parents and really exploring the, um, the facts and science and evidence behind these issues. And I realized that living in fear in this time, really when our food system is the safest and most abundant that it's ever been, is just not uh, a nice way to live if you don't have to. And so that's how I got fired up about this. But I remain fired up for several other reasons. So, okay, let's get into some of the specific topics that, that you're fired up on. One is vaccines. What's the misinformation there? What's the problem with the way that is discussed? There, I mean, there are so many problems with how it's discussed, <laughs> but um, mainly there's this idea that vaccines cause harm. There are too many too soon. And understandably, it's, um, it's scary to trust a pharmaceutical company and pharmaceutical companies and um, big biotech companies. They're not, of course, benign. We know that they've done questionable things. So because of this, this distrust and this fear over our children, anxiety over our children, it's easy for people at the top of these anti-vaccine movements with either ideological and or financial agendas to plant fear that vaccines cause autism, cancer, that they're full of toxins, that, um, that they're going to hurt your children. But also there's this other leg to this, and that's this idea that natural is always better. 
So vaccines seem unnatural. And people want to believe that we can just treat or prevent illness naturally. So again, it's it's such a broad topic because it touches on so many different anxieties. And some of these anxieties are justified. So that's tricky. Now, you mentioned the spread of information on the internet and how it's made it so much easier to get all kinds of information, both good and bad. We've talked a lot on how do we fix it about some of the problems with the the big digital platforms, Google and Facebook in particular, that they sometimes tend to favor the most extreme version of a particular topic. If you search for information about vaccine safety on Google, what do you find? Yeah, I mean, it depends somewhat on your search history, but because, of course, Google kind of follows what you do. But um, in my experience, depending, of course, on what you put into that search bar, if you put in just vaccines or if you put in a specific vaccine or maybe the query, are vaccines safe, you'll get a few hits that are credible, but you'll also get who knows what kind of mommy blog or some marketer selling a supplement that is supposedly better than vaccines. And I think um, to your point that Facebook and Google kind of like showing the most extreme versions of things, that kind of plays on um, what I think is just uh, a normal thing that humans like to do. And that is to simplify sometimes very complex issues and um, put up this false scapegoat. So if people are worried about autism and they believe that vaccines are the cause of autism, then it's easy to just avoid that one specter and, um, and feel as if you have this control. That raises a point also about GMOs. And what are they and how long have they been around? And is there any cause for concern with them? So GMOs, by the current definition, are any organism or, um, in this case, crop that was created with modern molecular genetic engineering, and it's a transgenic crop. So it has a gene or genetic material from some other unrelated organism in its genome. Now, there are newer technologies, gene editing technologies, that can even more precisely edit the genomes of these crops. And they may or may not be considered transgenic, depending on the specific trait and the specific um, editing that happened. But um, the non-GMO project, for one, plans to categorize this as a GMO. The definition of the GMO kind of depends who you ask. Now, to your question on whether there's any concern, um, there's no concern with any um, genetically engineered food crop on the market. No concern? No concern. Why? Why no concern about any genetically modified food product that's on the market? I've got a concern. No health concern. I've got to preface this by saying yeah. I, I'm the non-scientist in the room, so so dumb it <laughs> down for me a little. Sure. So um, dialing it back a little bit, there's no health concern. Now, um, outside of that, it kind of depends what matters to you. Um, so it is true that there's a lot of genetically engineered corn out there, and a lot of that is turned into corn syrup. So are you worried about um, 
high sugar diets in that case, then maybe one could argue that they're concerned about genetically engineered corn. But um, when it comes to the breeding techniques of genetic engineering in and of themselves, there's no concern. And when it comes to eating, consuming these products, there's no concern. Now, again, when you're looking at the larger socioeconomic issues, sure, we could argue that we're concerned. But again, this doesn't really have anything to do with genetic engineering. This has to do with with um, policy and um, some corporations control what farmers choose to do, et cetera, et cetera. So th- there's another myth that I can touch on is that farmers are kind of forced to grow these crops and they're victims of of um, these big companies. And really, when you talk to farmers who grow these crops, the vast majority of them do it for very good calculated reasons. So it would seem to me that telling people they should take a scientific, rational approach to issues around food and health, that that wouldn't be controversial, but it is. Tell us a little bit about the backlash you've received, both from your letter and from the documentary. Sure. Yeah, it shouldn't be controversial because essentially what we call for is the nuance that's really required to examine these issues. Um, unfortunately, we want things to be simple, but they're just not. I mean, I, I, I learn more about our food system every day, but we've received a lot of backlash. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of good response, but but from a handful of some of the typical characters when you're um, involved in this world as I am. And essentially their argument is that we've been paid off maybe under the table by right. some of these big by, ag by big Monsanto or one of the big by Monsanto. Yeah. So, so let's, and they let's, don't want to believe that let's... this was a crowdfunded film, which it absolutely was a crowdfunded and film. And you're not and you're not paid <laughs> off by Monsanto. You have no ties I'm... at all to that organization or company. Well, you know, the I, I should be careful because I've seen people get caught on semantics before. But um, in terms of ties, I have no financial ties to Monsanto. Well, well, let's just let's just let's just qualify this. Um, we've been saying Monsanto, Monsanto, Monsanto. What is Monsanto? What do they do, and why is that company so incredibly controversial? I mean, they sell seeds, right? Yeah, they sell seeds. They sell um, agricultural chemicals and other products. They they. Um, do a lot of R&D. It's, it's kind of a, a complex situation, but the Monsanto of the past, people will talk about Monsanto manufacturing Agent Orange, which they did before the company switched over to an ag biotech company. Monsanto was among, I want to say it was nine companies contracted by the government to produce Agent Orange. So that did happen, but Monsanto will argue, well, that, that was a different company. But that's one of the reasons that they're so demonized. I mean, I could I could name tons, but there there's also this idea that there's this covert effort or conspiracy to control the food system, to poison people. And I've seen no evidence of that, and I don't believe that that's the case. This is How Do We Fix It? I'm Richard Davies. And I'm Jim Meggs. And we're talking with Coven Synopathy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Coven is a member of this group called. Science moms, and they're trying to uh, bring some science into the way we discuss food and health issues. And so let's talk a little bit about some solutions. I know that better science education is important in terms of helping us understand these things, but could we simply just be more skeptical consumers? I'm thinking in particular of the, the labels that we see all over products that claim that they're natural, they're organic, and we're all supposed to go, yes, they're obviously more healthy than the products that don't say that. Yeah, I mean, the the labeling atmosphere right now in the marketplace plays on the, the modern adult's desire for this instant gratification when it comes to information. And I can understand it, but... Um, uh, again, it boils down to wanting simple answers. So if we go to the store and we see a label like natural or non-GMO or um, made with real sugar, that's that's a good one. What does real sugar really mean? Um, that we get this illusion of responsibility and healthfulness that isn't really there. I mean, if you ask most uh, registered dietitians, they'll tell you that the the important nutrition information is all on the back of the package at that the nutrition facts panel, the ingredients lists, and then allergens are listed. And that's it in terms of nutrition. So the front of package uh, labels, they're just there to, to play on our desires to be healthy and our desires to be responsible. So have you ever debated a vaccine denier? I have um, invited several of these deniers to debate with me. They have not taken me up on the offer, but um, I, I regularly go head to head with them either directly or indirectly on social media or in my columns. Um, and yeah, there, there is a debate on whether or not it's worth arguing with them. And I would argue that um, depending on who it is, if it's a very prominent leader in, in the anti-vaccine or anti-GMO or other movement, it's worth debating them. Although you will never sway this person, there is almost always a silent group of fence-sitters following along, and, um, and that's where it's worthwhile. What are a couple of arguments you use to parents who are perhaps fence-sitters or skeptical about what you're saying? It's really uh, tough to debate a, a fence-sitter or especially someone who is uh, opposed, like just, just a parent on the internet or someone I encounter on the playground. But um, I find that these are dialogues, so it's a marathon, not a sprint. Someone who's a fence-sitter, the first thing they worry about is whether they trust the source. So um, if, if 
if I make a new friend and then it turns out that they're anti-vaccine, they're more likely to listen to me than if I'm arguing with them on the internet. So um, I prefer to ask questions rather than throw citations. So um, if someone says, well, you know, I don't know about this particular vaccine. Oh, really? Why? Because X, Y, Z. Well, where did you hear that? I heard it from this blog. Oh, why would that blogger write it? And it kind of helps plant doubt and um, guide the person in the right direction of where to look for good answers. Good way to end. Coven Synopathy of the group Science Moms. Joining us on How Do We Fix It. Thanks very much. Yes, thanks for having me. Jim, let me start with this. Uh, Sometimes the word myth gets a bad name. Myth can be helpful in understanding our place in the world, our national identity, also matters of faith and religion, matters of the heart. But myths have no role in explaining things that are perfectly well covered by science and by rational endeavor. I would argue that the zone that it's covered by rational inquiry keeps getting bigger, and the zone that we attribute to myth keeps getting smaller. We don't need myths to explain the origins of the planet or, or you know, why the sky is blue, but, but which they, we once but they did. Do, but they do help with, with matters of national identity, and I think they do help when it comes to matters of faith. I'm a Christian. Yeah. I believe in God, and I think that myth has its helpful role in areas that science can't investigate. Right. I'll, I'll grant you that. Um, I think where myths become uh, worrisome is because of the emotional appeal of non-scientific ideas. For right. example, in this show, we're talking about this sort of deep mythic idea that there is a natural world, like a, almost like a Garden of Eden, and then there's the world of civilization, which is corrupted by fallen man with chemicals and science and machines and capitalism. And it's very, very tempting, as, as Coven points out really well, to say, Okay, everything natural is good, chemicals are bad, any plant manipulated is automatically bad. And the ability to use science to answer those questions, I really think, is under attack today. And the other thing that's under attack is is the need sometimes for complexity. The answers aren't always simple, and yet many people are in a rush to default to the most sweeping, simple explanation of everything. Yeah, and that's true for these uh, these ideas about the dangers of certain foods. It's true for the ideas about vaccines causing autism. And it's true for a lot of conspiracy theories. You know, you the truth is messy. Sometimes you don't have all the facts. The process of science, like history, like journalism, is sifting through a confusing world, coming up with the best explanation you can, and then testing that with facts discarding the views that don't hold up, that's complicated. That's hard. It's a challenge for everyone. So much easier to just believe the conspiracy theory, believe the, the, uh, the celebrity who tells you that you know, vaccines aren't natural. But I don't want to be too dismissive here. Uh, the, the concerns about 
industrial agriculture or a small number of companies, say, dominating the distribution of seeds or or agricultural chemicals. That's not a made-up concern. That's real. No, and I think that that you can be – concerned about are they spraying too much roundup um you know is this style of agriculture have certain environmental um impacts those are legitimate concerns it's not fair to bundle them up and say that's all the fault of of gmos maybe there are certain ways that you want to regulate the use of of certain chemicals i mean they are heavily regulated now but um so it's important to draw the distinctions again that's hard and you know, Coven makes this point about this kind of social justice uh, worldview, which tends to bundle everything together. So it's Monsanto, it's chemicals, it's a big capitalist corporation. They're automatically all bad instead of stepping back and analyzing it part by part and saying which parts are OK and which parts do we need to regulate or manage differently. It's how do we fix it? I'm Richard Davies. And I'm Jim May. Another enlightening conversation. <laughs> Our producer is Miranda Schaefer. Our music is by Lou Stravinsky. We get social media help from Michelle Curry. And our show is a production of Davies Content. We make digital audio for companies and nonprofits. Check us out and also look at our website, DaviesContent.com. And thanks for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.